You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, available Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you are subscribed or following the Locked On Browns podcast, leaving those five-star ratings and written reviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the ultimate season preview from the Locked On NFL to a podcast brought to you through our partners over at Odyssey. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the ultimate season, uh, preview 21-2021, on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're going to sit down here. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated joining your host, Jeff Lloyd, for the ride. We are now in full regular season mode as we are ready to go here. Browns kicking off Sunday, 425, at our head stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's great to say. It's uh, fun to see where everything's bat. Obviously, with this weekend of college football, stadium's packed. Fingers crossed. Hope everything can stay that way. Uh, the feel is in the air. Certainly so many fans have, you know, missed so much and hopefully, you know, nothing changes and we can continue to keep the packed houses going for a full slate of 17 NFL regular season games. Pete, as the Browns travel to Kansas City, you know, for Sunday, you know, you look at this Chiefs team and, you know, not, you know, a lot of change. You know, they're going to be debuting an offensive line. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. But you're going to start here, Browns offense versus Chiefs defense. First thing you are going to do is it's not much different than from the last time the Browns played the Chiefs. Where is Chris Jones? Where is Tyron Matthew? Let's make sure he gets blocked. Let's make sure we're avoiding a player of his ilk and Tyron Matthew. But, you know, I think with the confidence the Browns got from last season, with bringing back the entire offensive line, with bringing back – the entire skill group. I think the Browns go into this, you know, holding their head a little bit higher, you know, as opposed to where they were, you know, late last year in January when they walked off of that field with an L. They've seen what the Chiefs have on defense. The Browns know what they have on offense. See what we got. Well, I mean, the uh, Chiefs defense is uh, it's largely the same. It might even be worse. Uh, I mean, they have some guys who, who could certainly get better, like Church, Church Kendrick Ward and and Sneed, the corner who came in and played really well for them. But they haven't really done much to improve the situation. You know, Frank Clark was awful against the Browns last year. I mean, I, I don't even know what his legal situation is at this point. But I think, well, know, and actually, I had somebody ask me about this. I guess it's because he's not gone through the legal process is why Frank Clark can essentially play. So until, you know, charges are, you know, agreed upon and we actually go through a court hearing, that's probably why he's currently eligible. Well, you know, he may need a significant firearm to get through the Browns offensive line since he, since he couldn't beat Blake Hans last year. But, 
Uh, Chris Jones dominated the Browns last year. Uh, he had a bunch of big plays, including against uh, Wyatt Teller. Seemingly, they're going to play him uh, across from Jedrick Wills, but I suspect he will end up inside quite a bit, just as he did last year. But, I mean, overall, you know, I, I, I don't see any reason the Browns should be afraid of them any, any more than they would have been last year. The biggest issue the Browns had was they had no ability to separate uh, from some of their corners, who some of which aren't even on the team anymore. I mean, J- Jarvis Landry was absolutely uh, disemboweled by uh, Rashad Breland until he suffered a concussion. He's not even on the team anymore. So, you know, if you have a healthy Odell Beckham, that certainly uh, potentially – turns things in your favor. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones. You've got guys like Anthony Schwartz, which you could theoretically find a way to utilize. And and if you just go from what happened the last time these two teams met, you could see a whole lot of David Njoku and Austin Hooper. Um, and hopefully those things all allow the Browns to get a much, much better performance out of Nick Chubb because he struggled early in that game and really didn't sort of look like Nick Chubb until the second half. So I, I think, you know, you go back to that game and there were a lot of things that went wrong against what was a pretty basic defense. Uh, but the, one of the big ones was just how much Nick Chubb struggled early in that game. So there's a lot of reasons to feel good about where the Browns are heading into this game. The biggest thing I, I look at with this is, is the crowd. Uh, I think that's going to be, a massive element in this because you're going to have uh, all every home, you know, every home stadium just be absolutely ridiculous. And Arrowhead's already a really imposing uh, home field advantage anyway. So, you know, coming on the road to face them the first week of the season, I suspect that will be a huge factor. Uh, You know, Jedrick Wills already has issues with uh, false start penalties um, and and already showed that in the preseason still. So those are other things that could potentially help the Chiefs on defense. You bring up Odell, and you know offensively he will be the one you know, essential different moving part in this you know game for the Browns. Obviously Odell part of the 2020 Cleveland Browns, but certainly was not there for that. And this is. This is the game. These are the type of games where Odell can make such a difference. And you get into these games that look like they could be track meets. And this is certainly one of those type of instances. And, you know, as much as everybody loves the progression path that Donovan Peoples-Jones is on, uh, we still are going to need to see some regularity from him in you know, regular season action. But you get into these games, and this is where the Chiefs are so dangerous, where it could be a two-play 75-yard drive three play 65 yard drive, et cetera, et cetera. Odell is right now the one guy that can do that. And granted Nick Chubb can, but you can never truly count on the running game to do that. But this is one instance where Odell can give you that calling card where you can put a checker on a checker, a touchdown right on top of a touchdown. And it could be a quick drive. You go back to that Cowboy game last year where, you know, they were just continuously punching Dallas in the mouth. And a lot of it came through the big playability of number 13. Yeah. I mean, look, that's why they brought him here. 
Uh, he he's that guy who can be a game breaker, and they need him to do that uh, for the Browns on a consistent basis if they're going to be a you know a a, a true contender and a team that people feel is a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Browns uh, obviously were uh, close to being able to p- potentially go to the AFC Championship last year, but they were certainly a flawed team due to injuries and just uh, not having a defense. But um, that was clearly a focus for this team in the offseason, uh, getting faster in addition to just getting Beckham right. So if he can add that, whether it's a team like the Chiefs or a lot of the teams the Browns face, there aren't teams that have one guy who can play against him. And if there are, uh, you know, say maybe a team like the Ravens or something, um, that still creates po- possible benefits somewhere else. So if even if a team is able to sort of take away Beckham, it's going to create spacing and uh, – seems somewhere else that the Browns can take advantage of, but you know, who's, who's that guy in the chiefs? They don't have that guy. So that completely uh, changes sort of the balance of power in terms of that matchup. You, 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 at least on paper, you are going into this thing going, the Browns are, are at a decisive advantage against the chiefs defense. It's just a question of whether that's enough. And it's also going to lead to, uh, you know, certain, yeah, you know, the Browns certainly got comfortable last year, you know, with their group of tight ends, with other receivers of Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, you know, Kareem Hunt's involvement. And you're certainly going to have to believe that there is some sort of pitch count or just being savvy with number 13, Pete, and saying, you know, let's not just run this out there and then get into a situation where maybe we're going into week two and we're worried about Odell somewhat in the way we're kind of worried about Grant Delpit right now in the fact they're coming off of, you know, severe leg injuries and you have to now worry about, you know, other things, tweaks, pulls, strains that, you know, may take said player out of action when even if you can get 70% of him to take 70% of the reps, you'll be more than happy with that. Well, I mean, even if he's on, you know, even if it's 20 snaps, you know, 15 snaps, that would certainly be an advantage. And the Browns are played coy with his availability. They certainly uh, want him out there. They're su- certainly suggesting that he'll be out here, but it's, they're not um, offering much of a hint as to how much or how effective he can be. Uh, I think, you know, it may end up being one of those situations where they can say everything they want to say about, well, we don't want to have to use him the entire game. And then the game starts going and you're competing and he ends up being in way more snaps than you anticipate. It's hard to predict those things, but it's also wouldn't be a surprise if Odell Beckham in week six or week eight is a significantly better player than he is in week one. And the bronze offense is better in week eight than it is in week one. That's the other thing you sort of have to, find a way to hit the ground running. And obviously the Browns and everybody else has extra time to sort of prepare with this, this uh, week, uh, you know, extra week of practice, even with a mandatory uh, weekend off the three day weekend. It's the challenge for them is can they really go and go quickly right out of the gate? Obviously they couldn't last year. And some of that was on, 
uh, Kevin Stefanski trying to figure out what he really could and couldn't do. You would hope that will not be as much of a question this time around because they've been able to practice far more and they're not in year one of the system. But that's still a possibility just because that's the nature of the game and you can't necessarily predict how things are going to go as we're, we're seeing, obviously it's a different level, but we're seeing across college football where, you know, what you get week one is, is really difficult to predict. And the other thing is, is, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. himself, and this is really difficult to do for somebody coming off an injury and the amount of time that Odell missed is that, you know, you're not making up for 2020, 2020 is in the books. It's over with best you can do is put together the best 2021 possible sports illustrates piece miss. Pete Smith joining Jeff Lloyd here on your latest Labor Day Locked on Browns. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. The premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, and office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, college football, and with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant, reconnect with friends, and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on all caps. I'm sorry, L O C K E D capital O N at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run your pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Run your pool dot com slash locked on game on baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at bet online good old latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb the nfl ncaa football and of course all your ufc and mma action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news Sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the October playoffs. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, I think one thing, Pete, where defensively, and we know the names, we really haven't gotten to see anybody, and this is maybe – Probably a good opportunity, I think, for the Browns where you're probably just going to play everybody and kind of give everybody defensively some reps. A number one, you're going to show Kansas City some guys that they're not familiar with, some guys they haven't seen yet. Uh, I know Mary Kay Cabot put out her article today uh, kind of talking about week one. And when she mentioned the linebacker position, she mentioned Anthony Walker. She mentioned Sione Takitaki. She mentioned Jeremiah Wusu koromoa Incidentally enough, didn't really mention any other names at the linebacker position in that piece. But this is because you don't know exactly what your defense is yet, and your defense certainly isn't where you want it to be yet. It's going to bring the in style for Joe Woods to handle this. Well, I mean, I think 
everything about the defense is they can form it to how they want to play the opponent. So if you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I think Clyde, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is about 15th on the things you're worried about beating you on the ground. Uh, so you're going to play a defense that's designed to stop the pass. So you're probably not going to see much of Andrew Billings. You're probably not going to see much of Mac Wilson. If that's what you think his strength is, I'm, I'm not sure it's, it's like, you know, it's like the Mets. What are they good at? I don't know. Um, so Keep shot. you can play to what the chiefs do well. So if, if the Browns feel like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is ready to contribute, even if that's a role player and a guy who can potentially just blitz Patrick Mahomes, then it makes sense to do that. If, if you know, Malcolm Smith is probably going to be on the field almost the entire game because that's exactly what he does. He covers, um, you know, I don't know how much Sione Takitaki is going to play because I don't anticipate a ton of situations where the Browns are going to want to use three linebackers. So unless they're going to find, you know, he's like somehow become a more viable backup uh, middle linebacker. I'm not sure what that looks like, but uh, you know, those things I'm interested to see, but you can really shrink down your defensive line. You can sort of transform how it looks and you can certainly do that with uh, both linebackers in particular, your secondary, uh, you know, the, the other guy with a, a big question mark is, on him is a guy like Grant Delpit, you know, obviously they, they want him to be their dime backer and be able to play more dime, which would be really useful against a team like the chiefs, considering they have guys like Travis Kelsey, but what is he ready to do? Uh, obviously they, they think he's extremely intelligent and they think he can do a lot of things pretty quickly, but he has had virtually no practice reps. Uh, you know, he came back uh, Thursday so as far as we know, he had a full practice on Thursday. You could potentially have, you know, five more days of practice and maybe they'll think he's ready to go. But at the same time, they may not be ready to sort of unleash him, which is why I think Joe Woods has been sort of hedging on his uh, ability to use dime to this point. And some of that may be, you know, a little bit of gamesmanship and trying to keep things under wraps, but, uh, if they don't think he's ready, then they're not going to put him out there. And, you know, it's the same thing with a guy like MJ Stewart. Uh, I have no idea what he's done in terms of practice. And, you know, he can potentially be that sort of tweener guy who could play the slot or maybe a safety position. So how the Browns choose to play that remains to be seen. But the obvious answer to that is they're going to put more speed on the field on defense. Which, you know, you can never just – you can never put the – emphasis the onus on just going out there and you know putting just better athletes all the way around and basically everywhere on the defensive line as a linebacker position in the secondary position and again look if you're going to lose you might as well lose with you know the the best overall god-given talent you can you know no offense Andrew Sandejo he did the best he could just you know wasn't there Pete, I know you have been excited about it we've been screaming about trying to get the totality of a defensive line and maybe interior. We're still not sure if it's there, but you know, and we've talked a lot about how much, you know, so much can come from the interior, but if you don't necessarily have it, what you have from the outside, hopefully is special. Hopefully is a different type of group. 
And when you add Miles Garrett, a, a player of his ilk, when you add to Miles Garrett, you add a player with the abilities of Jadavian Clowney, a, the player in Tack McKinley, the overall foot speed that he has, and the get off that he has. This is something, you know, I know we've all been waiting for. And, you know, here less than a week out now, finally going to get to see what that three can do. It's pretty exciting. And, you know, on paper, and again, on paper don't mean a hill of beans, but, um, you know, just having athleticism, speed, and having some players who aren't as far off from some of the physical attributes that Miles Garrett has, having some of those guys closer to him in that realm certainly makes for just, you know, the makings of an exciting, exciting pass rush. Well, look, I mean, your defensive line is is going to be defined by Miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney because those are your two money players. But the addition of Tack McKinley was with the intent to be able to defend guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys who can extend plays with their legs, keep plays alive, and and, and make throws downfield. Other than Miles Garrett, the Browns didn't have that guy last year. I mean, in some ways, they they would like, would have liked, would probably still like for Porter Gustin to be that guy, but it, it's not there yet. Uh, they had Adrian Claiborne last year, and he just wasn't fast enough. So they move on from him. They get a guy like McKinley. They have a guy like Jeremiah Wusu Koromo, who's undoubtedly going to be some part of that equation. Uh, and then you end up with, granted, they're not proven as is you know anyone any one of the guys i just mentioned uh is not proven but you get a guy like malik mcdowell who could potentially start at nose in this type of game because he's he's not as big and hulking as andrew billings he's more athletic he's proven at least against preseason competition uh that he can create pressure from the nose and you've got guys like jordan elliott who's on the upswing you've got guys like Malik Jackson, who's got a track record of creating pressure. And you can change up your group depending on that. And then the added factor, which the Browns have done really well, at least at this point, because you can't truly protect all your guys on the practice squad, is you have guys like Sheldon Day, Porter Gustin, that you could potentially go, we want another body to either give more edge rushers a rest and potentially more speed on the field than a guy like Gustin, or you want a guy like Sheldon Day who can potentially play all three spots uh, on the defensive line and potentially give you some reps at nose or three or an end in the same contest, depending on the situation, uh, to give you an extra big body to throw in there. So the Browns have the capacity to really change their look and may have sort of one in, intentionally in the case of Jordan Elliott and Malik Jackson, but they may have stumbled into some brilliance and, and good fortune with uh, McDowell. If he can continue on the, on the track he's on. And then all of a sudden the combination of Andrew Billings, who, you know, the Browns probably don't need till week three, which may be the best for everyone uh, given how he's played. He's got a couple more weeks to really figure it out until they play the bears. Uh, but that they have the ability to, get small, you know, relatively speaking, Malik McDowell is a large human at like six, six, but they can get a little bit more athletic. They can get a little sleeker to attack a quarterback like, like Patrick Mahomes and a guy like Malik McDowell is still able to contribute against the run. And then if he can't get there, 
he can use all that length to potentially deflect passes. The Browns have the one thing the Browns have right now is a bunch of tall defensive linemen between Garrett, Clowney, McDowell, and then a guy like Joe Jackson. You know, they they've got plenty of of arms they can throw up in passing lanes if they can't just get to the quarterback. It's 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 going to be you know, it's going to be a fun unit to watch. It's going to be a fun unit to grow. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the linebacker unit, the secondary unit, you know, as they grow and, you know, form, uh, you know, relationships as for on the field relationships, it, it should be something special. And look, it, it, the pieces are in place. There was a lot of depth here. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, it's the fact that you think about, you know, almost everybody who can suit up on the defensive side of the ball uh, could be given reps in, I don't want to say meaningful reps, but given a part, and even if it's a small sample size here, uh, they've done a tremendous job here over this past, you know, off season of, you know, revamping this. And of course you get, you know, something here with Grant help, but now greedy Williams players who were not part of the 2020 team. There's a lot there. There's a lot going on. And, you know, Joe Woods for a, a, as much as, you know, he was trying to make, you know, chicken salad, a chicken, chicken crap, so to speak. Um, now a lot of eyes are going to be on him. He's got a lot more opportunity here to get things done and for, you know, Joe, uh, for Joe Woods, you know, balls in your court here. Um, you know, hopefully you can orchestrate this, move this around as you see fit, but, uh, you know, we're going to start, everybody's going to be eyes are on you. Um, let's see what you can do here. Uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Woods. It's, it's time, sir. We are waiting to see what you can do with this Browns defense. Today, I want to let you know about the simple way to get all the intent entertainment you love Without the hassle, DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can now watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part is there is no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Again, Direct tv.com what is your favorite built bar flavor did you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor when you talk to a built bar fan they are definitely passionate about their favorites if you don't know the built bar flavors well you're certainly missing out coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel so there's something for everyone Mint Brownie is still the king and the queen here in the Lloyd household. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. Go to BillPar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, a promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Got a couple of listener questions, and then we'll actually get a couple of thoughts here from Pete about the first weekend here of college football season. Pete, this year's Andrew Sindejo, why are they on this team? And maybe this year's Wyatt Teller, the new fan favorite from out of nowhere. Well, I mean, the person who stands out for the uh, Sandejo thing, um, to me, well, 
I don't think he's going to play enough to matter. Is going to be Mac Wilson, exactly. but the the guy who will play enough and is still going to frustrate the crap out of people, even if he's slimmer, is still going to be Jarvis Landry. I suspect, given the fact that the Browns have so many weapons elsewhere, that doesn't mean he'll be bad. It's just I, I think we're getting. You got to find ways to get Higgins involved. You're not going to slow down the growth of Donovan Peoples Jones. Odell is back. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So maybe maybe. Maybe that won't be the case if he's healthier and, and lighter, but Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't going away. And if Njoku is on the arc that everybody seems to believe he's on, as well as Austin Hooper, I mean, these guys need to be on the field. And who are you taking off to get them there? And to me, that the answer is almost invariably uh, Landry. I mean, I'd rather have – you know, this is a surprise to no one, but I'd rather have Kareem Hunt on the field – uh, among other players than than Landry in most situations because of what they can do. So uh, that's going to be the interesting balance to me is, uh, you know, look, the Browns, I think they're going to end up going something like 13 and four. So, you know, if they're winning that much, I doubt we're going to get too many complaints, but potentially in a game like week one or, you know, games they might lose that wouldn't, I would not be surprised if that was sort of a, a, target of frustration but that that sort of remains to be seen as far as the white teller on this team um i i suspect it's going to be ronnie harrison i think he's going to be a stud i think he was really really good for the browns last year and everything around him is better and he's now a year into the system so i continue to believe he's going to have a star making season um i i, I will be surprised you know obviously that is largely contingent on him being healthy but he was really good last year and the Browns had a, a lot of um, non-NFL talent around him now he's going to have a genuine star next to him and John Johnson the third you already have Denzel Ward you're potentially going to have Greg Newsom and Troy Hill uh, in on, in the game I think those things are going to allow Harrison to be that much better I'm not going to disagree with you, and I still go back to the pick six where he basically deked Phillip Rivers into that throw. I think I'm going to go – I'm going to bring one in here. I'm going to go with Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. And, Pete, and and this is just one thing. He has one thing, and we always talk about it now where the Browns are now so deep. You know, what does one guy have that maybe others don't? The Browns, there's no big hitter here. And this is where maybe JOK can come in because he he has no regard about lighting somebody up. And it seems, you know, with every, you know, contact tackle situation, he comes at it with the theory of, you know, he wants to hit the person as hard as he possibly can. And with that, you know, it's a difference maker. Um, You know, we'll see, you know, what their plans truly are for him. Is he specific to the linebacker position? Will they start to maybe, you know, open up the repertoire, so to speak? You know, as he grows, gains a little confidence, but he does have a calling card here that, you know, not many others do. You know, this team, even last year being successful, there wasn't that reputation of, oh, man, watch out, because that guy is going to make your teeth chatter. Jeremiah Usu-Koromo can be that guy. Pete, this first week of college football, it's it's always fantastic. And because basically, essentially, because they can just set it up where, you know, they'll start it, you know, Thursday and basically just say, here it goes, you guys, the floor is yours for the weekend. The NFL actually is even at the point now where they just told everybody get out of the building. 
go take 72 hours for yourself. Um, but A, number one, it was just great to see the stadiums back and just to see the excitement because crowds are just different and, you know, whatever fuels them to get that way, you know, God bless these young people. But just amazing to get it back. And then you get some crazy, crazy action. UCLA beating UCLA, being L, beating LSU. You get, you know, a Georgia-Clemson game, 10-3, that normally everybody would like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This is terrible. But it's actually great to see that, you know, in some instance, defense still truly matters. Um, just a fun weekend to see this, you know, all come back. And, you know, for everybody arguing over quarterbacks, whether it's Sam Howell, whether it's Riddler down at Oklahoma, we don't give a crap here in Cleveland. You know, you'll have fun with those arguments because hopefully, you know, draft coverage-wise, we're out of that game for another freaking decade. But just a great weekend. And, and it's just different. Look, the NFL is great. College football is great. But it's truly – they're truly different, and there's just no way around that. Well, you know, it was a refreshing weekend in the sense that it was nice to be reminded that good can, in fact, triumph over evil, uh, as was highlighted in the two evening games yesterday. Uh, but it was fun to see a team like UCLA play well and have players that you care about and actually be like a team where you're going, hmm, maybe I should actually watch any Pac-12 games this year or – <laughs> no, we're not picking on you, Ryan Burns. We're not picking on you. All good. Well, but go I think you'd be the first to to admit that the conference has stunk. And but but right right this second, uh, you can look at this and say, you know, UCLA, Oregon, uh, maybe those are the only two teams. Maybe that's the destiny of the uh, Pac-12 championship. That could be a really fun game uh, in a couple months. But that that those teams are. Interesting to watch. Meanwhile, you have uh, what I would what I would say. You know, obviously Alabama has not you know has has, has played and uh, annihilated the poor team that was lined up against them. But the, the outside of uh, I think Alabama, um, maybe that there isn't the the just drastic difference in level of teams that there was last year. Alabama could potentially be like a juggernaut. Maybe it's a team like Texas A&M is ready to make a big jump, but there's far more space uh, for teams to make runs, at least what it looks like at this point in terms of who's going to make the four playoff spots. Uh, Obviously, you know, you look at the ACC and I don't know that anyone's going to beat Clemson, but the fact that Clemson lost and looked pretty bad doing it, at least offensively, um, at least provides the hope that there are other teams that can sort of m- make some noise and that it's not just going to be the, f- the, the the four teams that you expect are going to make it every year that maybe we're going to see some difference. But I could be dead wrong since I'm presuming that Alabama and Ohio State are already going to be two of them. So it, it may not be that interesting after all. But I-, I like that there are more teams that are at least interesting this year. Um, I-, I was sad to see that. Louisiana was ranked and then immediately got plastered. So it, it's like it didn't matter. So maybe there's more intrigue this year, at least after, you know, a week. But uh, that's certainly something to watch out for. And obviously talent for the Browns. There are lots of players and none of them play quarterback. And some of them play defensive end at Michigan. And some of them might play tight end. Uh, and obviously there's any number of people who are rooting for 
two receivers from Ohio State, but uh, you know that's that's a long way off. And you know, if a defensive end at Oregon decides, you know, I only want to play in Cleveland, that could be okay too. We could find the space. We certainly could. And um, before we even get into this, as we go further, further through the college season, and then eventually the draft draft process, um, Chris Olave, fantastic player. Um, but folks, he's going to get knocked for his age. Just understand that. But it doesn't mean hill of beans for Ohio State. Go at it, rock at it, have a blast at it. Everybody, like you know, just watching. I'm through social media this weekend. All the tweets and excitement. Oh God, absolutely no way around it. Um, it it's just a different vibe. It hits different. Doesn't mean that you know I'm never going to sit here and say one product is better than the other, whether it's the NFL or college football. Um, both bring a different uniqueness to them. But uh, enjoy every last damn. Second, he is Pete Smith, Browns Digest through sportsillustrated.com. Uh, they are ready. The team is ready. Articles coming out. Podcast coming out. Uh, of course, Pete's podcast, you know, uh, for Pete's sake with uh, Nicole, they do a fantastic job. Make sure you're checking that out. Subscribe. Listen to that. Make sure you're checking everything out from Pete himself. Following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The show itself, Locked on Browns on social media. Follow back account. DMs are open, as you guys know. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Questions, ideas for the show, questions in general. You know, I try to make myself available for you as you guys all spend, you know, so much time with me, making yourself available for me. least I could do is, you know, pay it back in spades. Whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Odyssey, make sure you are following or subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Five-star ratings. Written reviews, uh, greatly appreciated. Help the show grow in what should be an absolutely incredible season here for your Cleveland Browns. We covered going into Kansas City offensively, defensively. Listener questions here. A little college football, as we got a first taste of that this weekend. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go.